In a world where the internet is filled with trash-talking 12-year-olds, one website stands out as a safe haven of decent human behavior. Co-Optimus. Oh yeah! Co-Optimus, your prime source for co-op gaming. Another Co-Opticast. This is Co-Opticast, episode number 131. It's Monday, September the 22nd, 2014. The crew's all here. We're hyped. We're ready. Mike's drinking out of a Minnie Mouse glass like a good dad should. And uh, so we're going to talk about Destiny soon enough. I feel like we've been talking about Destiny on like almost every one of these episodes for the past month and a half. But now that we've played like millions of hours, we can talk about it again. Yeah. But we're going to talk about... Let's talk about some other games first, and uh, let's start with Jason, because there's another game he's, that keeps popping up on his thing, and it's not even a video game. No, it's not, but this? it is cooperative. I talked about... we talk about it last time? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. We talked about it a lot. <laughs> uh, but I'm still playing the Lord of the Rings card game. I'm actually... I have As to am to... I. Yes, we have to go down to Northern Virginia this week for a couple of days, and I'm meeting up with one of my coworkers. There, uh, I found that there is a bar in D.C. that is a board game bar, so you can bring your own. They have like a few Monopoly stuff like that, but you can bring your own board games in. You can bring awesome. in your own food, and they have beer that they serve you. So, a coworker and I are going to go in. I'm going to bring the Lord of the Rings game with me since he hasn't played yet. Introduce him to it over some drinks. Should be good times. Cool. Um, aside from that, just a little bit of Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. I mean, just a very little bit, not nearly as much as Mike has. Yeah, I'll tell you Objection. about that. But I, I have seen, I have seen how dark it gets when <clears throat> Phoenix Wright becomes a baker. <laughs> and it gets yeah. real dark. <laughs> he burns the bread. He makes a nice rise right back. And he puts the lotion on his skin. Oh wait, whoa, back. whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> That's not the right game. Just kidding. So, that's all I've been playing, aside from something that we're going to talk about a lot in just a second. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Mike, so what have you been playing? Um, Dead air. <laughs> Go home, host, you're drunk. He's, he's yeah, nobody can, can hear Nick. <laughs> yep, all right. You can't hear me? All right. I take control. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> Pat, I take what control. <laughs> okay. What Why? you been playing, Locke? Yeah, Locke. Happens to do it. Aside from that Destiny, I haven't played that Defense Grid 2. What's that like? That's oh, a tower. Can you hear me? There you go. Oh, man. Sorry. Hey. It's bad when the host goes out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's terrible. Uh, I was going to... I, I took the rock. Now I'm going to shoot a jump shot from Jason. And, uh, yeah. From the three-point line, Defense Grid 2. He's on uh, fire. It is on fire. It, it 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 is a very good upgrade to Defense Grid One. Um, big picture mode here, not the Steam Big Picture mode. I'm sure you could play it in Big Picture mode, but overview of Defense Grid: You are a commander trying to keep a uh, xenomorphic terrorist threat coming to your power cores. That's the story. That's all you need to know. But um, yeah, it's funny because. I'm on the PC version. I believe Tally played the PS4 version. Is that right, Nick? Yep. 
Yeah, PS4. It is built for a console through and through. They have they have made it so that when you and this is important and I don't like talking about controls on on radio because it doesn't translate well, but I'll do my best to paint a word picture. Um, <laughs> instead of having a mouse cursor move around the screen, you when you move your when you move your mouse, it like moves the uh, a reticle on the screen like with the camera so it's it's like halo wars yeah it's like emulating a controller so Mm -hmm. i was thrown off a little bit about with that um but it 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 is going to be awesome for the console i haven't played the console (laughs) version so this is strictly pc version but yeah I, i was thrown off by that but after a few matches you get used to it um super easy controls you can rotate the camera and then move the camera with wasd uh and then speed up with f uh it's got a special power it's got special powers that you can use which I can't remember if I don't think they were in the first one. Um, it's basically like an emergency light strike array if you need to panic. Um, but cool towers, really cool towers. They changed some stuff up. Of course, you've got the the regular gun turrets, flame turrets, rocket turrets. But they got some really neat like uh, damage over time turrets and some other things with effects like that. But yeah, I'm in, I'm really enjoying it. I'm only about they've broken the missions down into. Um, it's like different planets that you go to and each planet has four or five missions. I'm on the third planet now, so it's got a, it's got a ton to offer and I'm looking forward to playing more of it, but tasty review tomorrow. Have you played any of the co-op or not? Uh, not locally. No, I, uh, I, I'm going to get someone in on here. Hopefully I can plug in a controller and be on a mouse and keyboard and the other person can be on the, um, the old twin sticks. Cause I, be a good thing to yeah, because two people on one keyboard sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, mean, I did that with James. Intimate moments, really, but you know, the only time it ever worked is you don't know Jack. Yes, yeah, that was a ton of fun <laughs> when everyone huddled around. Um, yeah, and you had to reach over the guy in the middle to screw people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, Defense Grid Two, fun times. Uh, it's a fully voice acted. The narrator is back. He is awesome. As usual, as per Sweet. as per his Dota two announcer pack, um, not too much else. Yeah, I'm gonna check the multiplayer um, tonight or tomorrow and report back. So, right. so see, you, got, you still got Dead Rising three listed there. Yeah, I, I check in every couple days. How's that update coming? The, <laughs> they haven't fixed it. No, no crash fix yet. Oh, so. that's nice. Oh, I I am I am super lucky and really fortunate. That I wasn't affected by the crashes, even though I do have an NVIDIA card. I think you do as well, Nick. I do, yeah. Um, which is, that's who it seems to be affecting the most, but pff, game is strong. Too strong. It's really fun, and it's really good. It's kind of taken my uh, state, of de- state of decay addiction away, and I've started just going on Dead Rising. It's just so easy to hop in blow stuff up, combine things. Yeah. Um, I think I, because I didn't finish Dead Rising 2, when I go back to Dead Rising 2, I think the hardest thing is going to be not not being able to craft stuff on the go, um, which was a big change between the two games. So, But yeah, yeah. That, that game's really good, except for the fact that it's busted and needs a patch. So we'll keep checking in. I, I, once, I want people to play that, just just don't buy it yet. So um, Yeah. Well, if you're waiting for it on PC. Um, but yeah, other than that, got some Destiny. I've um, been playing that on my Vita. Take that, haters. 
it looks like apparently I just since we're uh, apparently the driver update might have fixed some stuff. There's a new Nvidia driver that just came out. Uh, like I think it was Friday, maybe last Friday. There was a there was the Nvidia 24 uh, thing that they had going on where they announced some new video cards and they also put out some new drivers. So uh, I'll have to give it another shot to see if that f- fixed the issue. Interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, Mike, what about you? What have you been playing besides Destiny? Besides Destiny, um, I have played, um, I've actually played a lot of uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, but that's under embargo, so I can't talk about it. Uh, but if you played Persona 4 Arena, you probably have a pretty good idea of what it is. Um, I have been playing an awful lot of uh, Theater Rhythm Curtain Call, which Woo-hoo! is the... The Final Fantasy music game, the sequel to the Final Fantasy uh, music game, and uh, it's quite good. It's got the original game had like seventy-five tracks in it, and was pretty. You know, frankly, it's pretty basic. You could play the songs. They come in. You know, there's like field music, battle music, and then they have like cutscenes uh, and the music that go with those, and it plays nice videos in the background. Um, but Curtain Call expands the game to have. Um, you know, quests, so you can actually go, like, wander an overworld, then you fight a boss and go into a dungeon to fight a final boss. And uh, those are all randomly generated, and you can, you know, street pass uh, all those to other people. Um, but it, the the big draw about it is that it has 221 tracks. That's crazy. Wow. In the box. And it still has DLC wow. to buy more. That sounds about right. But wait, there's more. But it has about, but like per game, it has between like five and seventeen songs per game that it has. And it, it instead of just being the mainline Final Fantasies, it has uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, um, Mystic Quest, uh, huh. Type uh, Type Zero, um, Final Fantasy fourteen, and a bunch of other other uh, spinoffs. Um, but that's. It's pretty fun. Oh, and um, Crystal Chronicles, of all things. Oh, wow. Um, Whoa. That's a deep dive there. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is It is funny that you can actually select, you know, your party members, and one of the party members is is Benjamin, the type of the character from uh, Mystic Quest, which huh. is pretty fun. Um, they do neat things with the characters this time where, you know, you level everybody up, and there's like a collectible card game that was in, not a game, but you can collect cards. And they were in the first one, but they were basically just kind of like completionist stuff. And now you can collect cards and fuse the cards and turn them into stat boosts for your characters. Yeah, you and I, I see Locke just like pumping his fists mm, in victory. I was already excited about this game, and now I'm doubly excited. Yeah, and then the, there's like a treasure hunt around the internet where there's like passwords you can enter and, and score like rare versions of the cards, and uh, it's it's pretty fun. They also added uh, the, well, the first game had a co-op mode. They took it out and replaced it with a versus mode, which is, I it's interesting. It's I don't know if I like it or not, but I've played enough of it to have ranked ranked my character up. Um, but it's it's good. And uh, I've also my 3DS has been getting a workout because I am now about 18 hours into uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, which is uh, two great tastes that taste great together. Um, 
basically if you've ever, ever like Professor Layton games are you know a series of brain teasers wrapped mixed up with like a graphic adventure game and they always tell like an interesting little story and um Phoenix Wright is obviously he's a he's a defense attorney and you know most of the game is spent like investigating crime scenes and and uh getting into wacky hijinks in the courtroom and so the way it works out is uh, when you play as Professor Layton, you are doing the exploration and like advancing a lot of the story and and seeing what's out in the world. And then they'll be like, you've come to a locked door when you're trying to investigate something. And then it'll turn into a puzzle. You solve the puzzle and move on. And uh, then the game basically centers around a town, uh, like a fairy tale town. And uh, there's a bunch of witches causing trouble, and Phoenix is basically the public defender of in the witch trials. Like people get accused of being a witch, and uh, it works. It actually works really differently because in a normal Phoenix Wright game, it's basically like point out the flaws in their logic, and you know just kind of puzzle your way forward. And in this, uh, it's basically you take on like like up to four witnesses at the same time, and they mob you. And they, they, logic doesn't work on them because they're just like, <laughs> this person's a witch because I said so. Isn't it obvious? And uh, you have to, you know, get through that somehow. And uh, it's it's really good. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. But Christ, is it dark. Like, neither one of those series is known for being particularly... They're pretty lighthearted. Yeah, like, like Phoenix Wright games always surround like a murder so there, there, there's death, but like they're basically a straight up comedy, and it, it's there's been a couple moments in the game. I was like, did you really go there? <laughs> huh? Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I'm I'm nearing the end of it right now. So uh, I recommend it if you like either of those series, and if you like both of them, you probably already played it. So nice, cool. Yes. All right, uh, I've been playing some NHL 15 on PlayStation 4, and uh, hockey season's almost here, so getting my fix of that. Uh, it, it, I'll say the the one thing that they really nailed is the uh, broadcast stuff. I mean, it's easy to be fooled that you're watching a video game hmm. at times. It, it, it's it's pretty good looking. So, uh, but the big big brouhaha about the game is that oh, they cut a bunch of modes and. Uh, yeah, there's there's a couple pretty big omissions like the EA Sports Hockey League, which is one thing that I had played quite a bit of the past couple of seasons, uh, where you take uh, six six people online and each pick a position and play against other folks, which is a lot of fun. Uh, so that's missing, but uh, you know, basic stuff is there. You got regular seasons and online versus and some other stuff. So if you're just looking to get your NHL fixed that way. It's a strong contender. I heard they really gutted the uh, like the season mode. It it's yeah. I mean, it's you used to be able to actually like play uh, in the minors and, and have more control of the minor league stuff, and now uh, it's relegated to kind of like this like scouting mini game kind of a thing. Um, and it's I think you used to be able to do things like if you're really hardcore. That you could like set concession prices and all this other kind of stuff. Like I never really got into all that stuff. Like I just play the games that are on the schedule and I'm done. But you know, I know there are people that are like super into it. Um, but 
uh, it's solid. It, it's their first next gen game, so uh, they basically started from scratch. So it's not that they cut features; it's just they haven't had time to build them yet. Um, Do you think they'll add stuff? I mean, so yeah, they're they're saying that they're going to be patching some some things in. I don't have the list off the top of my head, but I know the EA Sports Hockey League thing wasn't one of them. Um, it was. Uh, couple other complaints like i said there were the thing was like they, someone put a list of features like side by side how many game modes there were i want to say like the last year's game had like 20 20, yeah. 20 different modes of play like it was obscene like nobody ever played all of them it, it, was, it was almost too much yeah they need um, to consolidate stuff so they can get a tighter package yeah yeah and honestly most of the game modes were just like options more or less like you could play the winter classic right well it's not really a game mode it's just a stadium you're playing in yeah. uh, you know kind of, it's kind of things like that where it's it's not a ton it, it doesn't necessarily have to be separated out of something like that but hmm. um, they, they, they've got a solid base i'm sure next year's game is going to be uh really really banging i heard they did a really a lot of really good stuff with the the puck physics the puck physics are really solid. Even like uh, just the physics with the players in general. Like you'll see them do things like drop their stick and pick it up, and and how the players collide, and, and some of the goalie collisions, and, and some stuff like that. It's it feels really good. Like I, a lot of times video game hockey, like the ice can feel really crowded, um, and there's not a lot of room to work. But uh, I, I feel like they've kind of nailed the spacing and the speed uh, for this. So. Um, the other game I've been playing a bunch of is Stronghold Crusader 2, and actually, if uh, you might have watched Mike and I stream some of the co-op of that before the podcast tonight, pretty sweet. I'm really enjoy- yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, they've actually gotten uh, a full campaign now. I guess before the the campaign was kind of just a couple of little skirmish things, but now they have uh, a setup of kind of challenges and stuff like that to play through, um, and there's a whole bunch of AI. Uh, lords to play against uh, but the basic premise of it is you build up a stronghold and you, you have to feed your people and keep them happy and uh, build up your army and then of course build your stronghold the whole thing's about building castles and destroying castles and stuff like that so uh, and then you just take on other guys you know it's, it's like a RTS with some extra Simulation extra layer stuff. strategy yeah, to strategy. It. yeah it, it, um but it's really cool. So, like, Mike and I, basically, we got into it with the co-op. Um, you can share a responsibility of one army, more or right. less, one, one keep. So you don't have to each have your own keep and worry about it. But, like, you know, like, there's sometimes Mike was working on building buildings and stuff like that. And I was concentrating on the resources, selling stuff to make sure we had money for things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, build it, building guys and stuff. And, uh yeah, and then when we got to the end, we actually assaulted the other keep. We brought in some catapults and stuff, and uh, the destruction physics on the walls are really, really cool looking. Like each individual brick and stuff, yeah. you can see. For, for an down. for an RTS, it's actually like really impressive and satisfying. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But I, so, I liked it because we had it. I I I liked it because uh, easing into a complex RTS is usually like I'll play enough of it to learn it, and then be like all right well now i have to get good at it <laughs> and yeah. usually usually with the rts's there's some kind of wall that you hit then you have to just like beat against it till you get over and this was really like because their tutorial is super bare bones um so i hopped into the co-op mode with nick and 
like I had learned the basics of like building units and ordering them around and building the town and everything. But there's like no tool tips on a lot of the buildings. They're just like, this is a granary. Yeah. Build it. Uh, and like, so like being able bread, to talk please. to one another it, like really eased me into it and I was getting pretty comfortable with, with playing it uh towards the end there. So That's a that's a pretty cool way to do things for something that could be quite complex if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of systems at work. Uh again, yeah. there's the double macro versus micromanagement, so being able to split that up and learn that way is is I like it. I like that way of of doing RTS. And and you can split it up so many different ways cuz I mean like are like to build a unit you have to have a person or a slot in the army for it, but you also have to have like the th- like you don't you not only have to have the building that produces them and the buildings that produce the upgrades that tech you up, but you actually have to produce like if you want a templar, you have to have you know, a piece of armor and a specific mace and the upgrade that allows them to be built. And each one of those comes individually. So you have to be like, I need a whole bunch of armor and I'm going to stockpile it in my armory so I can build, you know, I can tech up later. Uh, So it's, you know, you could, you could have someone like Nick could have just wandered around and, and played his army and just said, Hey, I need, you know, I need some of some more archers. Could you build me some so they're ready when I need to send the next wave? And you could totally split it up any way you want based on what's going on. So, yeah, yeah, we had kind of like we had taken a an exploit in the map, kind of, <laughs> and we built a, a a wall and towers right next to kind of this funnel that the guys were going through. Oh, and nice. And we we had high ground over their low ground, and yeah, it was just it was a constant. St- slaughter you just heard the whoosh of the arrows and the screams of agony as they tried to make their way up it's the like, and the, the yeah. plaintive cries of our announcer saying my lord we're under attack <laughs> and, then, and then you just hear all the all the enemies dying like all right whatever yeah oh geez so, yeah it, it's good fun i still i still want to spend some more time with it uh kind of go through the campaign a little bit there is like there was i think there's three Three mo- the, the first campaign is actually called like the learning campaign so mike you had played like the first mission and i think there's like five uh that kind of walk you through that step by step um and then there's uh, a main campaign that's got i think i counted 15 or 18 missions in it nice um so it, it's it's a meaty game for sure um yeah i mean uh, yeah that it seemed that's out tomorrow and my only the only thing i i would say about it that I know, maybe playing harder missions will make it seem a little more complex, but it's like you have a unit and the units have like, like all the abilities they have are passive. Like they, they walk up and punch something or they stand back and shoot something like that. You can't have your archers like say, all right, I'm going to like, like rather than take like precise shots, like I, and like they'll just blanket an area. Like, so yeah. you, Right, I know what you mean. So there's no, yeah. there's no, there's not a lot of micromanagement of the units once they're actually out there. Um, but it, I think it's probably due to the way the, the town building is a lot more intensive. It would be too much to, be able to have that yeah. much control, uh, unless it was a turn-based game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's good fun. Uh, I'm hoping maybe later this week to have the full review, uh, of that. Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's talk Destiny. We've all been playing it. We've, I think we've all played it together at some point. I reviewed it. Uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike reviewed it. 
I well, yeah. technically, I, I I reviewed it today too with the the video review. Uh, so, I think more or less it's grown on everybody, but everybody kind of has the same minor annoyance with it. Ah, uh, yeah, I like I it. Accurate. I think it's a fun game. I I was able to tone down as we like. I was up here, way high up on the hype train at E three, and then it sort of tapered off as more info came out. <clears throat> or as it got closer to the release date, uh, which helped me to gauge my expectations and not be disappointed by the end product of what Destiny is in its current state right now. Um, which is, I think, the best thing that you guys said in the reviews was a platform. I think Destiny is a really, really good platform. It has really cool fundamentals. Um, it's got a lot of hooks for different from different genres, pulling some... Some interesting things from MMOs and and first person shooters and loot based games, mm -hmm. and if mixing can, it into this thing. Yeah, go ahead. If I can make a comparison to how I feel about it, it is a game that its flaws are actually obvious and and many, but it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it's very it's like. The only other game in recent memory that I can point to that that's like that is you know any of the Souls games, like mm -hmm. those games like you can rattle off any number of like crazy flaws with yeah like, they're a, janky Souls as game. hell yeah. yeah you know they're they are janky they don't look you know they don't look that great you no. know they're just but they are like the sum of the whole is better than any of the individual parts totally. and uh, Destiny like and the thing about destiny for me like the really big thing that i think is most fun about it is i've always enjoyed the combat like i don't think any any console fps plays as well as halo i've never like i always find something that pisses me off about all of them but halo always felt really good and measured um and like when everything got really hard i felt like i was always able to overcome a challenge um and I wasn't impeded by the controls. And Destiny feels better than Halo in terms of the actual mechanics of shooting. You know, the AI isn't as good. It's an open world. You're not going to be able to focus as, as much attention on creating the interesting combat scenarios that you got in a Halo game. But go, just going around, you know, the vehicles, all you know, the riding the sparrows or the... Um, oh. What's the... Uh, the, uh, the enemy ones. Uh, anyway, oh, but any the of the any, shoot, yeah, yeah uh, any of the rideable vehicles feel great. Like you, you don't feel like you're flying wildly out of control on them, and you know the way the various styles of jumping work feel really good and interesting, and the abilities are fun. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's not as much to it as I would like, but. You know, since we wrote the review, they released a gigantic raid that everyone says is amazing, and there's you know new content coming this week. So yeah. good morning, yeah. I um I think it's funny because we we look at it and we're like, oh, it's a loot grind game, and then we expect it to like dish out loot like Diablo, and then we look at it and it's like, oh, it has raids. And then we expect it to have like skill trees, like an MMO. And then we're like, oh, it's a first person shooter. We expect it to have 4,000 guns like Borderlands or, or Call of Duty. But it's weird because when you, when you 
do away with that and just look at Destiny for what it is, I uh, I think it's a really tight tight package. I think it's a really tight game. It does some really cool stuff integrating the competitive multiplayer with the loot back into the PVE. So, I mean, yeah. people are talking a ton of shit about it, which is fine, but I think that's people who um, didn't really know what to expect. So I, I think part of the, the problem is, and, and because it kind of adapts from a lot of those games, is uh, like the hardcore just tends to consume way too much, way too fast. Oh yeah. And you know, if you looked at Bungie's weekly update from last week, um, they said that the game basically doubled uh, in terms of like the average play time, what they expected. It was like, it was like three to three and a half hours per session. Holy um, cow. Is what people were playing. Children. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, if you look at that, it, in that like scope it's like okay yeah things happen a lot faster than than they should have so people hit the wall uh, a lot quicker and you could see that there's a plan for for weekly and bi-weekly and monthly and every three months like dlc like content for this game to keep things for you to do there's the daily challenges there's the bounties like there's still that little bit to do um you know to keep it interesting but people hit there so fast because they just freaking it was all out all you can eat buffet on yeah. it, and they didn't put the damn controller down, <laughs> you know. And, and that might be a mentality that was, they, you know, they heard MMO and that's kind of the thing. Like in an MMO, like everyone, it's it's the race to you know, get to max out, level, 70, get to max level, let's go, right, yeah. max level, whatever it was, right. But max level, this isn't all that high. It's not a big deal, and, and it's interesting to see how early Bungie actually kind of capped it in terms of just experience wise mm-hmm. right it, to get to to get to 20 we'll, we'll say that's the, the the max level in this case and then it's like okay well now i just can't sit there and do stupid stuff though people are sitting in front of a cave and shooting it to try and uh you know get their level up in a different way they they, they try it looks like they tried to go around around that whole grindy thing in terms of people just doing stupid stuff yeah. to get experience yeah i but that people still still found a way around it anyway because well that's part of what's broken about the game is that if they want people to go through and experience this in game and then they put the raid at a level that is out of reach by normal play standards right normal play standards if you go in and you hit the level cap of 20 you might play a little bit after that you might find some gear then that gives you enough light My point to is get the, to, I don't to get to 22 so the reason people are staying in front of a cave is because the in, the game isn't built in such a way that players are trying to find that exploit so they can get to the content that they're releasing but you're missing my point they got there twice as fast as they should have they didn't get a chance to add in the other things of what would have been there before it and i i, th- I think that's where, where the problem comes but in. no one was at like itching ready to go for the raid content until it was like oh this is coming that. out next week right then people started pushing far harder to get to the raid content Right, I mean, it wasn't like no one knew when the Vault of Glass was coming or anything like that. They just said September, and then it was like, oh, this is next week. They pushed harder to get there before anyone really knew about the Loot Cave, right? That came out in this past week. People were finding all other yeah. kinds of exploits for the game because that's the kind of game people are expecting to play. They're expecting to play a game that is like Diablo or is like these things where they are going to get this loot to be able to help them and push them further into what they need to go to for the in-game content. But the the end game content doesn't exist yet. The raid isn't the end game content. It's part of it. Well, the, 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 no, the end game content is 
the December DLC or the March DLC or whatever comes after no, that. No, no, that's not like, no. They're, they're, the raid, the the higher level strikes, all that is the in game content. There, there's no there there is no end game. Well, if that we're talking about it in one. MMO terms, Jason's <laughs> in the right because once you hit your max level, you th- so in any MMO, you you race to the level cap. And once you hit the level cap, you know, you play any you play any MMO and they're like the true world of Warcraft begins at level 70 or 85 or 90 or whatever it is now. And that's the level at which you stop gaining new abilities and the game goes from being a adventuring game to a loot acquisition game and a structured content game. And that is what happens to Destiny. You you hit level 20 and then if you have finished the story all all if you finish the story and you don't and you're doing crucible to buy to pass the time all of the new content that's coming that gets you it gives you the ability to acquire new gear and as you gather gear it starts unlocking more and more of the end game content for you to do it's like in world of warcraft you hit level in original world of warcraft you hit level 60 but just because you're level 60 doesn't mean you can go waltz into molten core and and start raiding you have to go through a process of getting a bunch of extra good gear through dungeons or strikes or what have you farming for things buying stuff off the auction house slowly acquiring new stuff and then in at the same time going through a lengthy attunement process to give yourself access to the raid and then beating the one raid and getting all the loot out of it makes you ready for the next raid but all of that began when you hit level 60 and that's why MMO players talk about the end game begins at the level cap that is exactly what destiny does and 2AT Bungie used, and Bungie used that exact terminology too the game begins at level 20 so for them, yeah. they have the same ideology, and and what you're talking about, Nick, is is what the clash is with this game. Is people expect there to be a finite set limit. You hit level 20, you get you've reached the end of the game, and Bungie has saying, no, this is not like those games. And so everyone who's been a first person shooter, so you just contradicted your you just contradicted yourself there. Objection. I object. <laughs> now do a mystery that's puzzle. That's what I'm saying. There's the clash. I think, the two I different, think the, the, two the, different the ideologies. Point, the bigger thing that people are missing here is Bun- Bungie's games have always been about story and multiplayer. And you earn the same items in the competitive multiplayer that you can earn by grinding and shooting at a cave. You can get legendary items and everything else. And I think that's where you're supposed to go too, right? You're supposed to go over there and play a lot of that crucible stuff. And that's why they had the events for that. And the things that, you know, the marks that you earn over there and the things that you can unlock and, and through that, like that's a whole other piece. And people forget about that. They would rather sit there and shoot at a fucking cave instead of playing some competitive multiplayer, which I don't know. Maybe think, that's, maybe that's bad design. I think the, part, I right? think the, the, the gap here is that destiny doesn't give you anything new to do other than the raid at level 20 you do all of the strikes that you could have done at your leveling as you level up you can replay story missions you can do all that but it doesn't unlike something like world of warcraft which had like you know once you hit you get close to the level cap there were like six different dungeons that you could farm for loot that were 
completely inaccessible to lower level characters. Whereas in Destiny, by the time you're hit level 16, you have been able to not only complete the game, although, you know, it probably would be a little difficult to beat it at 16 because that's all rated at 18, but you can do every strike, you can have done all of that by the time you hit the level cap, and there is absolutely nothing else for you if you're not a PvP fan. And, and, and so people find no... that, okay, the next thing I can do is go into this raid, but the only way to get more gear is to keep replaying the stuff I have already done in harder and harder difficulties, and that is either really appealing to people, or they say, I don't want to do that because Bungie did a piss-poor job at rewarding me for going on these high-level strikes. Yeah. You know, it takes... I can get the same amount of loot from taking 30 minutes to run through a high-level strike with other high-level players with good gear. In that same 30 minutes it takes to do that, I can go stand in front of that fucking cave and get at least 20 times as much stuff. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, it's true. Like, like you complete a high-level strike, you might have a couple blues... Like three or four blues, and then a bunch of green gear. And if you got really lucky, you might have a purple to take to the the cryptarch and and get it. In that same time, I could have run through a hundred greens, and I, I spent an hour at the loot cave last night with Locke. I had like twenty five engrams to uh, to disenchant. Like it's it doesn't compare. That's why people take the easy route because the content that's there. Well, it's really fun to play, and I really like it to the type of player that just wants to power through is not interesting enough to hold their attention. So they take the shortest route possible. And that's that, that is right now. That's what everyone's complaining about with destiny is it doesn't give you enough. And I think there's plenty of game there and I played it for 20 hours, you know, and, and saw everything in it. But you know, the type of person that's going to poop sock an MMO wants to play it for hundreds of hours and they might not be a PvP player. And so all they have is the PvE content. And even so, like the Crucible content, there's only a handful of modes. And people coming from Halo to play multiplayer are like, well, where's my big team battle? Where are all the vehicles? Where's all this? Where's all that? It's not there yet. Or instead of it being there, it's a monthly event that comes around. And then you get the Iron Brigade or Iron Banner or whatever it is every so often. And you have special events that surround that. But... So, you know, for both types of player, there are noticeable gaps in content. And the only solution for that is to wait for Bungie to release it. And all people want to do is bitch about it because that's what people are good at. They want the instant gratification. Because they're playing three and a half hours a day. Right. Yeah, that, that was a good point. I remember we were talking about this, Nick, when we were playing. But, like, if you, like, you and I didn't play it a ton we played like half an hour to an hour a night when it came out the first couple weeks, first two weeks, let's say. Um, I I was so satisfied with the like go in, do a mission or two, stop. Um, yeah, that's exactly. It, it was how I awesome, it. and then and then we looked. It's like, oh yeah, this would get super boring because you're going to the same areas, you spawn at the same locations, doing the same stuff every time. If you played for four hours in a row, if you played like, I feel bad for people that had to review the game, but. 
Oh, absolutely. So what? So your argument there kind of is saying, well, people are just playing it wrong. Destiny built a game that was meant to no, be play- not playing it. Was not meant playing to be played it in a certain way, and now people are playing it wrong by playing it a bunch instead of just going and playing a couple of missions. No, it's like it's like saying, uh, it's like saying. Uh, let's see, what's the best way? What's the best way to compare it to? It's like comparing it. I don't think there is a comparison in this case. I think this is. I'm trying to think of another media thing to compare it to. It's like saying, uh, I want you know, like you you gun through an entire uh, season on Netflix, sure, and then complain that there's not enough content available when you know that there's uh, five seasons available, but it takes a year to make a season, kind of a thing. And now you're like, well, why don't I have my other ones yet? Well, I didn't make them yet. It's not time yet. It wasn't designed to. Sure, you can. You can, you know, marathon through the entire thing, but the reality, that's not really how they intended it, right? TV started as a weekly thing or whatever. So it's it's kind of like that, I, I think, is, is maybe a comparison. And the, I'm not saying that – I'm not saying I mean, that – I see what uh, you're going with that, but yeah. I, I, don't see, I don't see how you can – you can fault them for not having enough content. When, when when any of these other games launch, right? They're they're full fledged MMOs with, uh, you know, subscription models and everything else backing them and, and all this planned stuff. And they're saying right like outright like I have there's all these planned things coming, like they they are coming. And, and yet we're two we're what, two weeks past launch. And, and let's not forget that there is the nebulous ten year plan surrounding this franchise. Yeah. yeah. Also, exactly. so I That's think scary. like. Even though I described like the traditional like modern MMO framework earlier because I feel it's apt, I also yeah. feel like this game is way more akin to Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, yeah, that's it's totally fair. Like you just like yeah, it was a big online game, but at some at one point you just started doing the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over like, again. It, it was a place to go hang out with some friends for an hour, like yeah. Yeah. And that's what um, that's 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 what we were doing last night. Like, yeah, we went to I went to the loot cave because I'm like, I need to see what this is all about because this sounds I, I really stupid. In, I was and yeah, it was really bed. fucking stupid. But Locke joined my fire team. He said, "Hey, what you doing?" I said, "I'm looking chatted. at the loot cave." Yeah. And so Locke joined in, and then Andrew jumped in, and all we did was just start talking shit for an hour. And we, you know, we, we, we shot things and then they have that crazy event that go like the, but when yeah, two armies start event. fighting each other, that like right amazing. around the cave, like that's, that's fun stuff. The the thing that destiny needs really is more emergent things to be happening in the open world. Yeah. And when, when emergent things happen, like the, uh, like the public events or the, you know, when the, the two forces in the area just start getting in this big firefight and all these elite monsters start showing up. Things like that, the game should, rather than running on a clock, which is what the public events do right now, what it should do is detect there's a high concentration of players in this area, so the game should react to the number of players in the area. And a lot of MMOs do that, where they're like, okay, there's a quest to kill, you know... Timmy Power Gamer to get a, a drop, but every time he drop, every time he kill you kill him, he takes ten minutes to respawn. But if there are twenty players in the area, then we should probably respawn him once a minute or you know. So there's re- like adjust the timer, and these are all things that are possible. I we're on really high end modern hardware at this point, so there's no real excuse to not be able to do this. 
Um, so I think that's the kind of thing that will grow over time. And I like in my review is that this is a framework for a lot of stuff. It's going to have like in a year, destiny is not even going to resemble itself. Like it will have come. Like I'm going to assume it will have completely changed. Like Bungie with Halo is always really good at like post game support and with map packs and whatnot. So the multiplayer was always, you know, being balanced and rebalanced and rebalanced against the new maps and, and all that. So if they take that same level of support and keep like turning out stuff to do in Destiny, I think in the end people are going to be happy. But you know, every MMO I've ever played has suffered the, the 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 launch problem. It's like, all right, all right, all right, I get it, I get it. Now what what do you have for me now? Because I this is the, I've already done all this. I need more. And they're going to have to churn out content that is meaningful quicker than they probably plan to because like the, the next event's like well you're going to be able to get bounties from a different person and do new bounties and that's cool and all but I already do bounties and you're not releasing any new environments you're just making me go through the same content again except you know at the instead of the end spawning a special named guy a special named guy pops in the middle <laughs> and I kill him instead so it's not really like it's it's new content but it's not new content and they're going to they're like if they can't meaningfully release stuff they're going to find out that it's going to bite them in the ass. So. I think in some way their beta actually ended up hurting them. I think I think it yeah, uh, yeah a little hype bit and everything yeah. like that built way more than it could sustain upon release. Yeah, and, no that's uh, a that's a good point. But I mean like here's the thing. So there's what four four environments in the game right now. Although wait wait sorry I'm gonna interrupt real quick. I say hurting them, but I hurting them only in the sense of people's reaction. Nowhere near hurting them in terms of the actual sales number. All this too just really matters not one bit in the fact that they have now sold well over five hundred million dollars worth. I mean like obviously they have people to keep up with for it, but still none of this afterwards talk has affected sales one bit, which is no nope. kudos to them. So you can actually look. So if you have the Destiny Companion app, there's four environments. There's Earth, there's the Moon, there's Mars, and and Venus. So four big open world maps to go to go through. And the uh, oh, where is it? The app has a places list. It's like oh, cool. Well, let's see what's in the places list. And you look at the top level categories, and all of a sudden there are things like um the asteroid belt jupiter saturn like these aren't places that currently exist in the game but the the game is cluing you in that you're probably going to get a couple more environments to run around in and that's going to be really interesting considering those are gas giants so i imagine that we're going to be going into some space stations at some there's, point there's something about mercury too in the game now like they they're uh... I'm trying to think what if it was in a mission or something they were talking about. Well, yeah, they talk about the Vex turned Mercury into a giant robot or whatever. Yeah. Uh, isn't there a yeah. PvP map based on Mercury too? I know one of my friends actually was in on a map that was on that planet. Yeah, yeah, I think there is. Um, so anyway, I look forward. To Beyond all the debate, I can't put the fucking game down. So it's clear something's pretty good about it. 
there's it, yeah it would be really i love it i'm having fun there'd be it'd be awesome if they fix some stuff but they're battling with like new content versus like patches like they have to fix obviously they have to fix that loot cave thing um and just little <laughs> things too jason brought up a good point is like you could really just if you changed where you spawned in a planet for each mission it would change <laughs> you would like it would feel like a totally huge different game <laughs> if you didn't spawn in the same time or and, in the I same mean, like, place every time. Part of fixing the loot cave thing, I think, is fixing the loot system as a whole. And if they give yeah. people better incentives to go on this content that they want, right? If they want people to be in the strikes and they want people to go there, give them a little bit of a better incentive. People are talking about, now that it's been completed, oh man, the loot drops from the raid. Well, everyone now is trying to get to that raid but they need the loot to gear up there first and so was their only option go stand in front of a cave for however many hours to yeah. get stuff i mean they gotta find a way to attract players to the content that they want to attract them to well it's par- part of the reason people stand in front of the cave is you can only get a hundred um vanguard or crucible marks per week so yeah. like once you once you've earned all your marks like there's literally no point to doing any of the other content because you're totally dependent on drops and all you can do is grind rep 10 at a time till you get you know till you've done 250 patrols to yeah. level level up one rep level so cool i like destiny quite a bit it has problems we're all still playing it so why don't we talk about news yeah. nick does that sound good yeah that's what i'm thinking all right uh let's uh I'll start here. Um, the folks at uh, I can't remember the name of the developer. The, the Toy Soldiers developer is uh, Toys for Bob or something. Crap. Oh, that's not that. No, no, no. It's uh, what do I? Hold on. Wait a start. Signal Studio. There we go. There that's we it. Go. Why did I think Toys for so, Bob? Who is that? Uh, they 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 used to make uh, Skylanders. I think they're making a new one, too. I think they're back making Skylanders. Um, Anyway, uh, Toy Soldiers Cold War was a lot of fun. It was a game where you played... It was set in, the obviously, Cold War period, and you kind of played as little toys, and you had the crazy Rambo guy who yelled things. (laughs) Uh, And it's kind of... It's a a tower defense slash third-person shooter kind of hybrid game. Uh, and what makes it a lot of fun is that you can take control of a lot of things. So you take control of the soldier, you can take control of like tanks and planes and all these things. And uh, it was a lot of fun, and it had full co-op support. You can kind of jump around between characters, and each player's controlling them and working on your thing. But a new one's announced, and it's called Toy Soldiers War Chest. And I could just notice that it's spelled wrong in our story. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Soldiers what, what, what War what Chest. What, what month is it? <laughs> August or oh, September. God. <laughs> yeah, that was that. Um, anyway, what's cool about it is it's not set in any specific time period. There's going to be four uh, sets of toys uh, to play from. And the first two that were revealed are World War One, and these kind of crazy-looking unicorn fairy toys. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so when you see it in action, it's it's really uh, pretty insane looking because there's like all these like colorful sparkles and rainbows and stuff coming from one side and then the other side's got, you know, World War One kind of cannonballs and yeah. <laughs> machine guns and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but it's going to follow the same, uh, you know, same gameplay style. You can take control of uh, any of the characters and 
the the turrets and the stuff like that. And uh, it's set to come out next year. And I don't know if we have platforms. Just PS4s announced so far. Uh, but I really like. I don't. Did you guys play the the first game? Any the other? There was two of them: Cold War, and then I don't remember the first. I, I played one. the first one. It was fun. It... Yeah, it's it's a fun little game. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, but we do have some sad news, and uh, Mike, can you can you let us down easy? Um. Well hyperbolic headline that we posted aside rock band or harmonics has sh- stopped updating rock band network oh shucks so there are they haven't released anything new on it since what april 2013 yep. and so they uh they're you know they're, they're basically shutting it down but you can still acquire the content uh if you've already purchased it so it's available, like, if you really want to buy all the Rock Band content, you better do it now because it'll be gone forever. But if you own it already, you'll still be able to download it for your stuff. Um, but they updated that thing for 275 straight weeks. Holy wow. There are 2,100 songs on it. Jeez. And, uh... All those note charts... And yeah. yeah, so God, yeah, so and and the Rock Band Network was actually the the bit where uh, people could release their own stuff through it. So like a band that didn't actually get into Rock Band could put together note tracks and release it through through Rock Band Network. And uh, so according to John, so the twenty one hundred songs went through Rock Band Network, and roughly the same number of songs were created by Harmonix along the, their official DLC releases the entire life of the franchise. So, holy shit, guys. That's, yeah, I could that's barely deal with the fact that there were like 200 songs in Rock Band 2. Yeah, I don't even want to know. I know some people that had like all 4,000, like all like everything. They just, they, they just set aside 10 bucks a week and bought Rock Band stuff all year. But what a what great way to, to just... You know, fund your entertainment. Yeah, I guess I just get carpal tunnel. I guess, yeah, I guess. But uh, I, I was always on the vocals, man. It was like my home karaoke unit. Um, yep. But I mean, that's that's. Uh, speaking of sort of platforms, what a what a great platform it was. I remember when uh, people were freaking out uh, over the shift from Guitar Hero to Rock Band, and then. And then those rock band sequels being like, oh, I thought this was going to be a platform, but just like, look at the dedication of, of that team and harmonics there, just day in, day out, yeah. <laughs> chucking up songs. Yeah, it's kind of a pity that, that that genre came and went because it was really like, let's want, that was like the bread and butter of Co Optimus for a while was the number of music games. <laughs> like, yeah. how many how many rock band and guitar hero games do you think Mark oh. reviewed over the. Over the years, yeah. So it's so it's sad. Really. I'm I'm pouring one out, but you know, Harmonix makes cool stuff. Hopefully, uh, they'll be able to get some traction on their new things. Well, they're uh, aren't they working on the Amplitude? Uh, uh, yeah, the yep. Amplitude Kickstarter. Uh, that yeah, got funded. Cool. Yeah, it'll be good. I think it's interesting how many of those people have gone on now to so many different projects and other things from doing all that, John Drake and all the rest of that crew. 
Well, you know, it's collusion. You know, he's friends with everybody with Giant Bomb, so and Giant Bomb knows everybody, so they're gonna, you know, get John Drake a job at Sony with Man God Shane Bettenhausen. You know, sure, it, sure. like it all runs deep. It's nepotism, man. Nepotism. Gamergate. It's collusion, guys. <laughs> Fuck. Let's rise up. We'll Let's rise up. We're making <laughs> our own does. own controller music game mic. We're doing it now. I know my when I first started going out in the world and uh. as a young man, my dad told me it's not it, it's about who you know, Michael. It's about who you know. And that's that holds true. Do you know somebody at a place you want to work? You got a much better chance of getting an interview than if you didn't. And that's just how it fucking works. Fuck this. Let's just go to the loot cave. Loot cave. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm going to get my Vita and loot cave while we we podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about sticking it to the man with some indie stuff. Jason's got us uh, yeah covered I'm, there with the latest. I'm not sure if it's sticking Indiana to the man, but sure, why not? <laughs> um, it's indie, it is, of course. Yeah, it's right. To the although, man. anyways, um, <laughs> so I got a chance to speak with uh, Matthew Griffin, who's uh, one of the developers and a lot of other things uh, over at Yeti Trunk, who you guys may remember from Wanderlust. Such Rebirth. a good game. Such a good name. Yep, Yeti Trunk. Yeah. yeah, I love. I dig their logo too. Um, but uh, really good interview with him. Just a large part of it was the last time we talked with him when Wonderlust Rebirth came out was back in 2011, and um, since that time, I mean, obviously that was at the start of when Indiana Co-op came about and indie games started coming about. Tons of stuff has come out since then, and one of the biggest things that the article I was kind of interested in talking with him about was his alliance with Chucklefish, who's now not only a developer of their own game, Starbound, and a couple of others, but they'll also be sort of this publishing house for indie games. And uh talk with him some about that and how he kind of met up with all the guys there and got involved with working on a few other games like Risk of Rain, which is a popular one of the best one games the of this decade. Yes, until Witchmarsh comes out. I cannot wait for Wish Witch Mars, and I cannot wait for One or Less Adventures either. I mean, it's Secret of Mana uh, on the PC kind of a thing. So, uh, really interesting article, worth checking out. I'm looking forward to when the game itself, like I said, is released. And, and the biggest problem I think One or Less Rebirth had was the uh, network connectivity. And so now Adventures is all done through Steam and everything else, so it's going to be easy to pick up and play with friends. So... Go go give it a read. There's some interesting Holla at your boy. That's right. <laughs> and he compares it to Demon Souls and Dark Souls, so there's another reason to go read it. Those games are garbage. <laughs> speaking of speaking of garbage, did you hear they delayed the new DLC by a week, guys? Ow, I'm I have nothing to do until then. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It gives Mike and I a chance to go through and finish up the other one. Yeah. It's hard. Game's hard. Alright, so we got one more news story to cover, and Locke, you going to tell us about a new Settlers game. Yeah, Settlers. Pretty well-known uh, strategy game. Um, so you would assume that the eighth one would also follow suit. However, they're mixing it up. They're doing a remix. People made the same suggestion about Sacred 3, and look what happened there. I know, which I'm kind of cool with. Using the, th- the, the universe, the theme... 
flipping it on its head and make a beat em up game. Why wouldn't you? In a sure. settler's theme. Because if you think about it, uh, we do have a lot of these sort of city building colonization strategy games, but none of you don't get to fight in any of them like that. So I think it's pretty cool to take it. And judging by these screenshots, uh, the the Settlers 7 art style, a little more cartoony than it was in the past. Um, it, it's looking awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm actually more interested in this than any of the other Settlers games currently. So I, I'm uh, just hoping that that genre of game brings back like the the dancing mini game because there yes. hasn't been one of those since Sid Meier's Pirates. I know, right? Yeah, one, two, I three. You'd have to do all the waltzes. Settle it, settle it with a dance battle. Yeah, or or insult sword fighting. I, I'm we gonna bring. I'm gonna bring on. You know, bring down uh, my uh, army, nicknamed Sparkle Motion. We're gonna dance our hearts <laughs> out. I would love it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, be on the lookout for that. Obviously, um, just a weird thing, but I think that's that's pretty cool. It's part. It, it's not. Sorry, not totally. Uh, hack and slash beat them up but it, it has some rts stuff in there it's kind of this weird hybrid thing going on i'm mostly excited for the hack and slash stuff because i think the game looks cool as hell that, looks, that does look pretty cool yeah 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 i thought i thought it sounded pretty interesting i guess it just went into a closed beta but they said you know you still got the rts element and then there'd be like missions and then you mm-hmm. can co-op with four and four go do those missions take on, like, yeah. yeah do like bosses and stuff so yeah that seems that seems super cool they kind of look like Dota heroes. I don't know if I'm okay with this. <laughs> Dota okay heroes look this. awesome. <laughs> say what uh, say what you will about the rest of that game, but its art style isn't one of its uh, problems. That's true. I think that's about it. The only other thing, let's see, I had quick mention that there is a new mod out. This is kind of off the beaten path, but a new mod for Doom Three. What? Uh, is that? It's called Doom Reborn, and what they did is they took uh, the original Doom. And the, the kind of the textures and the graphics and stuff, and remade it in the Doom Three engine. Yeah, they and did. It just hit. It just hit beta. It, it looks pretty cool. I downloaded it. I haven't had a chance to check it out, but uh, I've heard some good things about it. So. Is it through the workshop? Uh, uh no, the Doom doesn't have workshop support okay. uh, on Steam, but um, they have an installer and stuff. If you just look, hit up ModDB and Sweet. search for Doom Reborn. Sweet. Um, there's a couple of really cool Doom uh, mods. For the for Doom One and Two, there's that uh, brutal Doom mod, which yeah. adds like physics-based blood and stuff <laughs> to the game. Because why not? Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> so uh, it's amazing the uh, the legs that that series has, and uh, it, it it is yeah. always on the Steam quarterly sale. Buy all of Doom Pack for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been on there yeah. since it started, so. I think that's it, though. I don't. I didn't. Anything? Any stories? I already mentioned the Dark Souls DLC getting bumped. Mission that. I'm really curious. I don't know if it's co-op yet, but they just announced that pharmaceutical game that I want to play. Pharmaceutical. Yeah, game? it's like a tycoon game, but you play as a far- pharmaceutical company, which I think is kind of okay. interesting. In this big game pharma, age. isn't it? Okay. Yeah. I should make big my wife farm. play that. Uh, did Did you guys watch the the Battleborn co-op trailer? No. See, they put out like, so they put out about twenty minutes of footage for that, um, and that's you know it's Gearbox's next game. It's five, I think it's five player co op. Um, you know they showed the different characters in it and kind of how they worked. Uh, what I found interesting was uh, the game seems to kind of like overload you with with enemies instead of you know how like Borderlands you kind of had 
a set number and, and they kind of went in cover and, and did some attacks and stuff where, where this it looks like they just throw like waves and waves of guys at you hmm. um so uh but it looks really really well written again there's some pretty funny jokes and stuff in the trailer um but yeah that's we posted that so that's something to check out nice and what else i think that's about it star citizen got some co-op you can uh you can play that in the I think I think it was two or three players you can play against bots. Basically it's survival mode right now. Um that game constantly every week they, they they're adding stuff to the the preview thing. Mm-hmm. So and that, that I think that just cracked fifty six million What the hell? Really though? Like <laughs> it's gonna have a it's gonna have a GTA uh budget by the time it releases. The the average person has spent. I think it comes out to like seventy nine dollars uh, a copy. I'm for that. Game. I think I spent thirty bucks. I spent zero dollars. Yep. Uh, I won't. I won't tell you what I spent. I I, I am really looking bucks. forward to playing that game, but you know, if you have to ask. Jeez, it, it, I wonder if it's less or more than I spent on Dota, Nick. <laughs> uh, it's less. It's less. <laughs> okay. I'm sure okay. of that. Uh, I didn't spend that much. <laughs> um, I, I got whatever like the lowest like tier was above the 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 like, thanks like, for coming out tier. Yeah, no, no, oh. no. It was I don't know. I think it was like ninety nine bucks. That's not bad. Whatever for the the one cool super ship, and uh, yeah, the, the game. Not to get off too much, but it is ridiculous the like the modeling that they have done on those ships like the, the ship i have has i'll say maybe 12 or 14 thrusters over on the body and when you bring out like the external camera and you start steering it you can see each individual thruster reacting differently to to move the ship around it's it's insane like you see your guy inside the cockpit kind of shifting around from the force of the stuff and like hmm. when i you know, it's it's obvious. Like this is like Chris Roberts. Like it's the game he's always wanted to make in terms of like big open space exploration. Like Privateer meets Wing Commander. It's it's like he's combining everything. And then you're gonna have like the ground combat stuff too. And it's just it's insane. <laughs> um, I it, it, let's just hope it doesn't become too big. Yeah, and it just like, crashes. And itself. yeah, I just that's the worst thing that could happen. So. No, but uh. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap up the show. We've talked a lot about things. A lot. Things and stuff. <laughs> uh, next week, we'll be streaming the new Gauntlet, which comes out tomorrow. And uh, Wizard so needs food next... badly. Yes, I guess Locke's <laughs> going to be the wizard. Elf's going to shoot the food. <laughs> Jason's going to be the elf. And, Am uh, I going to be the Valkyrie? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Okay. okay. And uh, yeah, we'll see. See, maybe we'll stream something else this week as well. We'll be trying to stream some more. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, leave feedback for us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. We're Coatimus. Uh, follow us on the new Steam Curator Store. Uh, just join the Coatimus group and follow the curator thing. We're trying to make our way into the front page here for that. And. Uh, you can leave us voicemail, 646-926-6748. And show and tell time. Locke, Jason, you guys got anything you can show? Mike showed his oh. something last time. He showed us um, something. Got, what do you got? I showed my white PS4 off 
in that video. That was pretty fun. Should yeah. go watch that. I don't have any. I can show this. Yeah. This this was taken from my second pack, if I remember correctly, because that was about the time that it came out. So this is the art print for uh, Tales of Monkey Island. Tales of Monkey oh, Island, wow. signed by Mr. Dave Grossman, and by up there Dominic Armado with uh, some personalizations about what the ingredients to grog are. I got one of those. <laughs> I got an even better. Jason got me that uh, as well. He got the the same stuff signed, but I think he got me an even better present. Uh, was that uh, was, that was from because Dominic Armado is the guy who is the voice actor for Gabrus Threepwood, and my wife was pregnant at the time, so we got a <laughs> congratulations like on a baby coming from Gabrus Threepwood, which was yep. pretty awesome. Yep. Cool. I still have the recording. I still got it somewhere too. I just don't remember where. Yeah. <laughs> that's my show and tell. All right. Well, that's the show. We will see you guys when we see you. Fart noise. <laughs> <laughs>